0: I'm testifying, I'm flying above the circle. I die to find that watch as I plan to show you and die. Climbed up the ladder, they don't know just what I'm holding. Electrifying, lifting you up and over again. They can't define us an indestructible force to deal with. It never
1: hurts done. And but I'm with my brother, he tacked me up, get some body
0: beat up You can't get the sick, let's we'll put you up.
2: Up and Over podcast, a professional wrestling podcast where a bunch of marks discuss pro wrestling, where everything's a work and none of their opinions matter anyway. Firstly, I want to get the the missing piece out of the way. We're missing Patty Mills this week. Our former Scientologist turned tag team champion of the Up and Over podcast is, is missing. With that said, we do have his tag team partner, one half of the tag team champions of the Up and Over podcast, that's Big Papa C. Cortland.
1: What's up? What's up? Doing it singles like Matt Jackson, you know, putting on classics.
2: I'd prefer Nick Jackson, but that's okay. That's what
1: I meant. I said it. As soon as I said it, I was like, well, fuck me. I'll just let it roll.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then we have our Cadillac cowboy himself, the one, the only, Big Ethan.
0: How's it going, y'all? I'm in a real bad situation. I just had COVID, and now I can't eat no ketchup because it tastes like metal.
2: There's one thing you need to know about Ethan. It's that he loves ketchup. We also have our curator, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the Bam Bam Bigelow impersonator himself, coming live from the living room that looks like a guest bedroom. <coughs> and that is Casey El Gordo Gringo. Hi. I got on here at 10.05 p.m. I ate my cup noodles. Everybody was making fun of me. You don't know how hard it is being Mike Klinsky. fellows. How's your week going? Is there anything that you want to dive into before we get into our episode following with our ECW arc currently?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. There is a whole list of people who were released 90 days ago, as of today, who are now free agents. They're able to go where they wish and uh, I think that's super exciting. You can look at that list on the up and over Instagram and Twitter account. Um, also, for tomorrow, we're doing an immediate Dynamite review, and I'm super excited about it because today, being Tuesday, they announced that Brian Kendrick is facing John Moxley on Dynamite. And I am so excited about that. I'm excited that we get to talk about it immediately. Um, super cool that we're getting to witness it. Because I've watched a lot of Brian Kendrick matches the last two weeks because um, Alex hadn't watched a lot of them. So I showed her a lot of him and Paul London stuff. Showed her the Cruiserweight Classic, which she loved, which is so good if no one's caught it. Uh, Cruiserweight Classic from, I think it was like 2015, 2016, something like that. Um, So good. Um, Yeah, man, those are the two things that come to mind.
2: I like it. I like it. On that Dynamite, we're also getting a match that I am personally excited for, which is Brody King and Malachi Black versus Penta El Zero Miedo. And pack, which should be a banger. Uh, really yes. excited to tackle that. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't listened to our live Dynamite recaps, you can always catch them after the fact on our YouTube page at the Up and Over Podcast YouTube. Um, just some food for thought. Was there anything else that anybody wanted to add before we dive straight into November to Remember 1997?
0: Uh, just want to say shout out Daniel Garcia for winning the 2022 Battle of Los Angeles this weekend. Well deserved. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's all I got.
2: Absolutely. I heard, uh, I think Casey's dog, Owen, might have had something to chime in there. Um, he's, I heard uh, okay. it. Something was... about
0: Brett being a bitch? I, I, that's what it is. Um, and
1: in that note, hold on a minute. My dad's
0: calling. About... <laughs> He heard you oh,
3: talking shit about Brett Hart. He's still bitching about the bookings from the Royal Rumble.
2: Oh, Lord. Oh, dude. man.
1: Uh, speaking of that, I guess it was reported that um, Shane McMahon had a lot to do with the booking of the Men's Royal Rumble match, and he apparently buried Jamie Noble in the creative room in front of a shit ton of people.
3: Well, I guess yeah. it's like they were having Pretty issues shitty. the whole week trying mm-hmm. to book this shit, and then I guess day of the Rumble, they changed the Rumble like results like 20 times. Well, yeah,
1: of course, you're not going to have, you're not going to know your clear cut winner or the person who should be the winner of your Royal Rumble if every Monday Night Raw, people in your announce table are going out with no notes. Because y'all don't even know what the fuck you're about to put in front of them for three hours. You know? So, like, you don't even know what the fuck you're booking at this point. So, like, of course, you're not going to know who's going to main event your biggest event in three months. Like, they're just, they're such dipshits. Um, Speaking of them being dipshits, though, um, we reported on here two months ago, a month ago, about Jeff Hardy being released from WWE when the speculation was drug use. And um, they have reached out to Jeff, according to Matt, and asked him to return to WWE and even offered him a Hall of Fame spot for the 2022 Hall of Fame. And he declined it, and his response was, I want my drug test. And after a few weeks of battling with that, he did receive his drug test results, and everything came back negative, which he knew it would. Um, apparently, there was no him getting his bell rung or anything like that. Um, he simply, in the middle of the match, said, I'm done, and he left. Um, which... I think Matt's words were like, Jeff can be sporadic and very much in the moment and Jeff decides that he's done. He's done. And he walked out. You know? Um, I think it's super cool that Jeff is getting this free reign to do what he wants coming up and he gets to do it with a clean slate going wherever he's going. And he's got that little piece of certificate that says, I'm not fucking up and I'm here to wrestle my ass off and i hope that we see it sooner than later
2: we still have i think half his term left i think it's he's only yeah. at like 45 of 90 days but yeah matt
1: posted a uh he's like posting a picture of them every saturday week, and he's right, saying every right. saturday until we reunite i think it's really cool
3: yeah
2: yeah i mean all all you know all the stars are pointing toward uh the hardys and aw but yeah. uh i'm just beyond that i'm just glad that jeff is still clean and sober yeah. that's the most important thing uh, i mean we said
1: that whenever it initially happened we said that if if this stuff's a, if pro wrestling is a trigger for you and uh self-abuse then like don't wrestle anymore you've done more than enough to entertain us and no one's gonna be mad at you if you decide to walk away especially at your age and the length of your career already. I mean, you've already been offered the Hall of Fame, you know? So what's left to do? Really, what's left to do? Uh, but I'm excited to see him go chase whatever he thinks is left to do, and I'm super excited to see whatever it is.
2: I think he's just wanting to have fun. And I, yeah, think I mean, see they both
1: said they want to retire together, so I, I just want them to have fun and yeah. just obviously be safe because they're – I don't want them to be flipping off ladders cuz you don't have to. But you he's know, leave those spots to Sammy now and Darby let them do that shit.
2: Go crazy. Yeah. You know, you, can, you know Jeff's a bit of a nutcase so. If you want to do a leg drop off
1: like the fourth rung of the ladder and I mean like fourth from the bottom. Cool? What
3: are you a
2: bitch?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Going to get a third right? the gonna... ladder
2: out. <laughs> that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else y'all wanted to add before we dive in? Let's get started. Sounds good to me. Our last one, we dove Uh. into ECW uh, Hardcore Heaven from 1997, and now we are diving into ECW's November to Remember pay-per-view from 1997. This caps off ECW 1997 (laughs) for their actual pay-per-view broadcasts. Um, This was November 30th, 1997 from the Golden Dome in Monaca, Pennsylvania. 4,634 in attendance. Um, Joey Styles is in the ring to welcome us to November to Remember. And this is a much larger crowd than they've ever ran uh, in the previous events that we've covered. It's the largest crowd ECW has ever had. And he promises that tonight ECW will give the fans a November to Remember. Wink, wink. And into the video package that we go. Um, Again, I've talked about it at length. I just absolutely love these video packages. Um, I I don't know who worked on them, but they kept them up to date with you know the latest in terms of what the wrestling was and like the cool spots that you could have missed between uh, pay per views, just at their live events. So I really enjoyed uh, the the video package as I have the past two events. We you see a right little into- add on
1: to uh, like they like spin in and, and it looks like it's like a blue screen TV and he's kind of like spinning in and out of the clips as the clips are switching like transitioning.
2: In the intro, okay. I did not see that. Yeah, it kind of looks that.
1: like a, like a blue screen, and then it like spins, and it kind of looks like the camera is like looking at like a little television screen, and like it's like going into transitions from like clip to clip. It actually looks really cool,
2: and Very for this tough. time,
1: really well done.
2: Yeah, um, and and especially considering that they were just a much smaller company. I mean, this is really like a DIY thing, you know. Um, But we jump right into our first match, which was Tommy Rogers versus Chris Candido. Uh, Candido's reaction from the live crowd was a wild one, because I said, I think last podcast, that Chris Candido does nothing for me. But the the live crowd popped massively for him. This was Mm -hmm. a really technical contest for the first few minutes, and it received a boring chant from the crowd in response.
3: Immediate Um, boring.
2: (laughs) Almost, yeah, almost immediate. You're talking like two minutes in. Roger suplexes Candido from the ring to the concrete floor, and it gets the crowd on their feet for the first time in the match. There were some cool moments, uh, like Tommy's Hurricanrana for a near fall, Candido's top rope Hurricanrana for another near fall, uh, but this was mostly forgettable for me. After a long while of back-and-forth, Landstorm interferes, and the match ends in like a weird no-contest thing. Um, if there's anything you wanted to add to this, just because it does run two segments, um, I went a star and three-quarters on it, um... It was just okay to me, man. It did really nothing for me. Was that high for you, Cortland, or low for you?
1: That's super low for me. I'm with uh, you, so, Cortland.
2: So, you enjoyed it?
1: I I loved this match. I actually think this is the best match on the card. That's crazy. Just, Go for it. just, just, that's... just wow. the Tommy
3: versus Candido. The intro singles. Yo. Yeah.
0: Cortland, oh. don't back down. I'm with you. I'm, not, I'm back not allowed to play
1: this case, say, but I don't think facts. he's right. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't think is, it's my favorite match on the card, but I support the way you feel about it. I think this match is fantastic. Um, Tommy
1: Rogers is one of those unsung heroes of tag team wrestling um, with the fantastics with Bobby Fulton. Like they did a lot of great work in a lot of places. Um, and for him to come to ECW, knowing that the first two minutes of this match was going to get booted out of the building, but like, halfway through this match this crowd is on their feet they're fully behind both of them um we get this weird run in at the end which like i i don't enjoy like how it just switches to a tag because this match had so much it felt like it had a lot behind it um for yes. it to continue just being a singles it wouldn't hurt either of the guys to lose um but man this match is really fantastic to sense. me it worked a style that ECW doesn't bring to the table a lot, especially for their opening matches. Um, but like by the end of this match they're chanting that he's hardcore you know and that's for a guy that most of 90 percent of his moves are with you on the mat and him controlling the head position you know um, so like for me this match is a three and a half stars for me.
2: Wow. Well Ooh. you and I watched two different matches apparently. <laughs> Ethan, you said uh you said you're right up there with Cortland. I'd love to hear your rating as well. Yeah, uh I
0: went two and three quarters on it. Um but that's you know, that that's far from bad for me. Um I just really liked it. I like Chris Candido a lot. I had no clue Tommy Rogers even worked DCW. Was this just a couple matches he did or
1: Yeah, did he, he did like um, a small step after uh Jerry Lawler. Like once that circle happened, kind of everyone started to circle from like old territories and small territories that still existed.
0: Yeah. So no, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's just your standard opener to me, but on these ECW cards, you don't get much stuff like this, and I just thought it was really good. I can't remember. I think it, Candido suplexed Rogers to the floor, or vice versa at some point. It was really Tommy nice Rogers suplexing to the floor from the okay. apron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really good spot. I mean, the tag match is something I'd like to see on its own, but I hated that Mm -hmm. they cut this opener off because it got 13 minutes. And I was stoked to see how they finished it up. Because, I mean, if they would have had a strong finish, I probably would have went three or three and a quarter. Um, I just thought it was a real good match and probably my second favorite thing on the show, to be honest. But, um, Casey, do you have anything to say, or are we going into the tag? I I just –
3: Like, I love Chris Candido, but, like, going back through some of this, like, older stuff, like, this match didn't do shit for me. Like, I don't know if it is because, like, I don't expect, like, super wild, crazy shit from Candido, like, because, like, he he gets a little, like, on the extreme side, but he's never one to be, like, in, like, the Sabu, like, territory. He doesn't go that crazy, but, like, for, like, some reason, like, some of these earlier, like, matches, they just kind of fall flat, but, like, I I gave it a gentleman's two and two and a quarter. Like I was like, it's not terrible. I enjoyed the tag aspect of this a lot more, and I understood why they did it, just for the sole reason that like the triple threats, they're all pieces of shit. Like it made sense to have the run in there, but like it was, it wasn't awful. But yeah, it was. It's fine. Uh, all right that's fine all you, opinions.
1: I'm yeah, just, just, I'm I, I love this match uh, this is going up there with, like, with watching ECW this is one of my favorite matches that I've watched so far because genuine storytelling and this crowd is fucking eating up Chris Candino and they're loving the shit he's doing and then he flicks them off and then they boo <laughs> and then he does another cool move and he gets them pumped up again and then he flicks off somebody and then they boo and then like it's just the small little things in this match that really really did it for me. I could have gone without the tag match but you know when I think back at this match now I only think of it as it's singles I don't, I haven't I didn't give that rating for the tag
0: match at the end if that makes sense like I wish we could have got a solid finish to that truthfully I kind of thought about it with the tag as kind of it's whole thing as weird as that may sound. You know, I was just like, okay, they had this singles that turned to a tag. This is all one little thing here. That's kind of how I viewed it. Because the tag stuff, not to jump the gun as we're about to get into it, but Lance Storm interferes, Jerry Lynn makes the save, turns into a tag, and then they bust off a bunch of cool spots. You know, I would have liked to yeah. see a finish to the singles match, but as a package of the both, just the whole angle, you know, two and three quarters, three stars flat for the whole thing is kind of how I was looking at it.
1: I mean, dude, and he hit an unprettier, which just blew my mind. Yeah. The time just hit an unbelievable unprettier. What, what are they called? kamikaze the
3: Something, Something called like it. that, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, Tamikaze. And, like, the crowd ate it the fuck up. Like, they jumped yeah. off their feet. Like, they yeah. had never seen anything like it in their life.
3: I, I um, will say, in the defense to the singles aspect of the match, that, like it turning into a tag match is the beginning of the reason why I hated this era of ECW.
2: Cause it this happens sense.
3: so fucking much. I, I, I think it will now. probably happen in the next like eight pay-per-views we have to go through. It's going to happen at least three or four more times where Jeez. it's just like, there's I like, have... well, this is a fucking tag match or it's a torn. It's like, they'll just like start throwing people in. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Like for zero fucking yeah. reason. I have written down impromptu
1: tag match. Fan screams at Ref asking, Are you allowed to do that?
3: No, he he's and like on, the camera
1: picks it up perfect. So
3: so he's on hard cam and he actually yells to Joey. He goes, Hey uh-huh. Joey, is he allowed to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's awesome, man. John Finnegan just kinda was like all right, I hate this. It's now a tag match. Like, <laughs> yeah. have I ever seen a ref do that ever, like anywhere it. else? That's uh... I just
0: wish there was some cohesion in it because it was just like they just started working a tag match, and then Joey Styles is like, "I guess this is a tag team match." There was no like, "All right, you know, you want to tag, ring the bell, or do whatever." Yeah, no, know, they he, just
3: yeah, of... he like he was like, "This is happening," but like it wasn't like a cut and dry like yeah. start. It was just like. It's a tag match now. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's it somehow though is far less insulting than some of the stuff we'll get later on. In the show. Oh man. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: oh. Last thing oh. I'll say about this match, it's like it was so it was slow enough to where the moves that they did felt important. You know, like mm-hmm. it had the momentum to where a superplex or a super huracana from the top rope had everyone all the way in the back standing up, and then you have like uh, him doing the. Candino attempted the second rope leg drop, and Rogers landed a power bomb. The crowd ate that shit up. Oh, that man. was a good spot, and it's like that mo- that spot can be used in this match or like on this card somewhere else, but it wouldn't have gotten that reaction because the tempo and the story they were telling in this match meant more, and it felt like it meant more than the rest of the blood feuds that were on this card to me. Huh. Because it actually told a story. It felt like it was more than just like your typical blood guts. ECW, and they Sorry. were just a lot more crisp. You know the yeah. way they were wrestling. Just, they were more
0: crisp than any match on the show. You know.
1: And I think I said it to Casey before, but like, uh, I I am a Tommy Rogers mark. So like, I've enjoyed his work. I enjoy the way he hits the ropes. I enjoy the way that he's always just like strutted, like, and he's just so serious about the way that he wrestles. And it's just like. It's the small shit of him working someone on the ground, getting up, and instead of turning around and running out a rope, he just backs up and hits it and then drops again. And it's, it's one of those things that, like anyone else doing it would probably look fucking ridiculous. But him doing it, it looks clean. It looks, it looks professional, if that makes sense. Like, it looks like it's something he's done so many times that he could do it in a second.
2: Interesting. Um, So, again, we devolve into a tag match. We get Chris Candido and Lance Storm versus Tommy Rogers and Jerry Lynn. Um, For me, Storm and Lynn added a ton of flavor immediately to this match. Uh, Candido gets knocked off the apron into a photographer at ringside who just eats this large man falling on her. And it received a uh, she's hardcore chant. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but
1: didn't she no sell it? She like tried to like get up and, and just walk sh- away, and he like grabbed her, and he was yeah, like,
2: "Yeah, he, he was, was like, out the road, salmon, <laughs> Right? Yeah, like you are well, now in the show. So can, like they kind
3: of like when they panned to, like that happening, she looks visibly pissed. Where she's like, "What? The, yeah. You have all of this room to fucking fall, and you fall onto <laughs> me into the guardrail. Like that didn't, probably didn't feel good. So she's like, "You None. fucking asshole." Like, <laughs>
2: She it's knows the equivalent, salt, it's the equivalent of stubbing your toe just with a large man falling on you. So she was just walking around trying not to yell like, <laughs> ah. like, yeah, just mad. <laughs> um, you had a bit of dissension between Candido and storm when Chris pulls Lance off of Jerry Lynn, just as he's going for a top rope back suplex and Candido hits his finisher, the blonde bombshell, a top rope power bomb, which looked great. That's beautiful. Uh, Candido and storm win after Candido pins Tommy Rogers with a Northern light suplex, which looked awesome. Uh, I went two and a half on that. I enjoyed the tag match for what it was. Uh, Casey, what'd you have on that?
3: Um, so I gave it two and three quarters. I I love Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn can almost do no wrong in my mind, so it's very hard for me not to be like, it's the best ever. Um, at one point in the match, though, Rogers goes for like a roll-up and shows the majority of the crowd K- uh, Candido's entire asshole. Uh, yes. the response, For a long time. The response wasn't even like a chant. Everyone just went, oh! Like they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why this made me. No, move. they were like, Jesus Christ. They were like, oh my <laughs> god, put it away! Ah! Uh, 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 um. <laughs> Joey said some, some one of the funniest fucking things during this when he's calling the match. He goes, "You fans." He may- says so much funny shit. He says, "You fans night. may remember Jerry Lynn from WCW, where he wrestled under his real name Jerry Lynn, and under a very innovative name of Mr. JL, where he wore a mask, fooled everybody. Like he just like is like, talking shit about other people's
2: work, where he's like, these guys are fucking stupid.'" He is up there by himself for two and a half hours. He has to pop himself some. Literally. Body. I was going to
0: say, dude,
1: <laughs> yeah. he pops himself. <laughs> all lot. I like he <laughs> does it
0: all the
2: time.
3: I, like, feel, like you could, I feel like he's he talking heard, to himself. You can
0: hear him giggle. That
3: shit was awesome. The way he delivers the like, fold everybody, he was like, fucking nailed it. Like, it's yeah, like, that was good. It. But yeah, I there mean, was like, that. For just like the. The, if you haven't watched it, like they quickly explain it when Lance does the run in, at the time he is like the prospect for Triple Threat, so like he's just yeah. making sure that Candido's gonna win, and then like he's like outshining Candido during the tag match, so Candido gets pissed. So it's like there's like little baby like bits of storytelling in there, but like some of it was just like, is he helping you or not helping you, Candido? Like let's let's figure this one out.
2: Yeah. Joey Styles does this thing where they'll like have just like him on like just a camera. It's just him with the backdrop, and you know when he's about to say some funny shit because his mouth does this thing where he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." I
0: know. Like exactly he's like trying not like, to
2: pop himself. It's a combination of he knows it's funny
3: and then he go, he's like thinking to himself like, "How much trouble am I about to get in?" He's like, "Is yeah. this gonna get me in trouble?" I don't know. It's gonna be funny though.
2: I, I bet he never got in trouble because he oh. deserves the world. Um. I don't know if y'all got it, but uh, again, I'm on the perfectly legally downloaded version of the original ECW tapes. Um, yeah. But we had a promo for Mikey Whipwreck versus Just Incredible. Well, uh, last year's November to remember, Whipwreck upset Steve Austin. Just Incredible is undefeated in ECW at this point, having most recently upset the great Sasuke, and is putting his streak on the line against Whipwreck, as if this story didn't tell itself in that last sentence. Um, we get Just Incredible with Jason's worthless ass uh, versus Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, it was a fun match for me, man. I enjoyed it. Uh, my brain remembers Mikey Whipwreck being just a job guy for some reason, um, and I wish I could explain why. I think I just because he got his ass whooped all the time. That's
3: that's why he was so popular.
2: Yeah, he, he, got <laughs> he,
3: from, he got beat up He went from being a fan to working the crew to being just like the fucking whipping boy for like everyone and then like he just he just kept climbing himself and then like yeah at this point it's like like the sentence that you said was it's mind-blowing that he beats fucking stone cold steve austin at one point in his career he's a two-time tag champ with fucking cactus jack like it's it's mind boggling to think. And awesome. that this is not even his best this is not even his best form of Mikey Whipreck. No, like no, we're no. getting there like slowly, but like there. we're not even close to being like the fucking yes. lunatic with Tajiri. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um uh, he this just has... has
1: iconic work around him. Like when I think of Mikey Whipreck, I think of Mick Foley holding Mikey Whipreck's limp body and he's holding the yep. tag belts. Like, that's what I think of. Yeah. It's just an iconic character in
2: pro wrestling. And doesn't he, like, train people now? I mean, Mikey Whipwreck's character arc is just through the roof. What a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, this has some cool spots. Them. For real. Uh, notably, Whipwreck hitting a swinging Hurricane run on the outside early on had me pop massive. Uh, and then the Avalanche Snapper to finish, which we'll get to. But Just Incredible really looked awesome here. Um, I hate to say, like, the WWF shine but you could tell that he wasn't just an indie guy. Like, he had time working, uh, like, TV wrestling. Uh, Everything that he did was, like, really fluid and nice. I really enjoyed the match. I thought he looked great. Um, Whipwreck overcomes the douchebag Jason's help and picks up a win via the aforementioned Avalanche Whippersnapper. Um, Cortland, what'd you go on this? Uh, I gave this match
1: two and three quarters.
2: Uh,
1: I enjoyed it. Um, Justin Incredible does a bad-ass missile drop kick in this match. Um, that he was really like on his it. knees.
2: It was wild.
1: It, it looked fucking awesome. Um, the whippersnapper from the top was... I, was this the first time it was done? I would say I no, but it looks I don't awesome. think so. I don't, I but that know. crowd ate it up like they had never seen that shit in their life. Oh, you talking about off the ropes? ropes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, It may have been. I think it might have been
3: one of the first ones. I don't, I don't remember, yeah. but
1: um, dude, they they ate it up. So I did too. Uh, I enjoyed this match a lot. Just incredible is one of those guys that can just get his ass whooped and whoop ass, and it makes it look great either way. Um, I think going further into ECW, we're really going to see how great Just Incredible and honestly, both of these guys really are. So, hopefully the rating for both of them just, like, continue to climb as we go through the next year. Because I'm sure it will. Because they're on the trajectory, you know?
2: Yes. And we know so, where we end up with Justin Credible with him and Lance Storm, which is, like, I'm very excited for those. Um, mm, that's awesome. just the best. Um, let's go with Casey. Casey, what do you have on this one?
3: Weirdly enough, I think this is one of the very few matches where I just sat and watched... Most of the time, I tend to have like Minotic with me. So I'll stop and they kind of go through. This is one of the only ones on this one I just like sat there. I did have to write down that there was a just an asshole, uh, chant in the crowd because they. I love the play. I love the play on it all the time. Like Very it just good. fits perfect. Um, I gave it three and a quarter. I love the match. I I love the work. Yeah.
2: Ethan, did I miss anything here? Um, no, I went
0: um uh, two and three quarters on it. Um, I really loved how this show started off. Cause I love that first match, you know, they work in, you know, just a nice technical match and then you roll into this and you just have them go out there and do a spot fest, you know, and let Mikey work Wip- Wip- show his ass, hit the whipper snapper off the ropes. I just thought this was a blast. I mean, shit kind of gets Rocky after this, but these first two matches, I'm like, damn, this show's going to be fucking great. So yeah, two and three quarters.
2: I'm right there with you. I went two and three quarters on it. I thought it was an awesome match. Uh, It was a lot of fun. Um, Here's the deal. I'm going to read my notes on this promo that we have. I'm scared. And if anybody else has anything that they need to add to it that I missed, feel free. But we cut to the back, and Al Snow is in the locker room.
1: I got to go ahead and stop you there. (laughs) Because what sends us to the back is Joey Styles says, Al Snow's getting head in the locker room? And then, it goes, uh, and then it goes straight. And then and he, <laughs> it, and I
0: he, was like, wait, what <laughs> the
1: fuck did he say?
0: <laughs> he like
2: he, he got me that. and
1: I knew what he was talking about.
2: <laughs> did you catch him arguing with himself? Does that happen for you guys? Where he's like, I can't believe I he got head in the locker room like did you see that it's him it sure that, and you and know, like him saying and he's like
3: it's like them like not cutting it soon enough to where it's like he's like fuck, i really just said that and then it yeah, cuts. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> my favorite is yeah. when he's like i'm sorry mom <laughs> 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 oh my mom's gonna be mad
2: about that one <laughs> Gosh, damn we cut to al snow and the job squad in the back but this is like legitimately just like hey let's go film in the locker room with the boys like There's just people sitting around with him. Um, He's talking to a mannequin head. He's cutting a promo on the head. The head tried to get a job in WCW with Al Snow. This is insanity.
3: Those are my notes. You have the blue me not even fully dressed looking back at him like what the hell is Al
2: Doing his thing halfway through
3: it. (laughs) He's getting his shirt on. He's like what is happening over there? (laughs)
1: Half a man's gimmick is out of the towel. He's just standing there literally dude he's like what are they
0: gonna do job me like I'm <laughs> fucking... <laughs> literally it God. was
2: an absolute mess and I loved it um then we cut back and that's when you got Joey Styles like Al Snow in the back getting head <sighs> in the locker room like it's just it was a mess it was so just a... it was awesome man I mean who can uh, cut a
1: promo completely by talking to a prop
2: Al Snow he, and he was fired up man I, mean, there, I feel
1: like there's only two people. It's like Al Snow and Perry Saturn were the two that could get away with it, people that loved it. And, I mean, yeah, of course, you have your people that hate it. But, I mean, I feel like if there's anyone that can get away with shit like that, it's them.
3: I mean, like, especially, with, like, with remember, seems... like,
1: Eric Rowan's animal in a well like
3: with this like inception of him talking <laughs> to head because this is kind of like the beginning of it like cut to like a pay-per-view or two later the entire crowd from fucking rafter to floor has a, a styrofoam, styrofoam head but like, yeah, this came out of literally pretty- nowhere and, and then, they start.
1: Th- I remember that one they that they him, like, yeah. threw all of them in the ring, yeah. and it like one of them like almost knocked him out. Yeah, because <laughs> he like it hit him so hard. He like
2: turned up exactly. head 360. <laughs> it was like, hey, motherfucker.
3: <laughs> 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 Uh,
2: y'all didn't get the uh the the promo i think you got the word on the promo but you didn't get the promo um but paul Heyman narrates a sabu versus sandman promo the biggest highlight of the promo is a slow motion of sabu jumping off the stage and cracking sandman with a beer bottle it just fucking bounced off his head before it cracked um i will send you guys a video in the chat of it because it popped me big um then we jump into uh our ECW World Television Championship, Taz, defending his title against Pitbull number two with Pitbull number one and Mr. Right. Um, I knew this was going to be a squash when Pitbull number two didn't even get an entrance on pay per view. Um, but the odd part is, he got most of the offense in. Eventually, Taz lands a belly to belly overhead Tazplex, then a T bone Tazplex, and chokes Pitbull out with a Taz mission. Uh, simple, sweet. I gave it one and a half uh, stars. I just thought it was silly and goofy for what it was. Uh, ethan what'd you have on it
0: star and a half i'm just glad they fucking went in did business and got the fuck off my screen taz is awesome at this point but y'all know what we watched at barely legal Pitbull,
2: Pitbull number one was leaps and bounds better than Pitbull number two like it's, it's unbelievable it's not even
3: close what i love <laughs> is that this is three weeks in a row of this that you're just burying pitbull number two.
2: Dude, <laughs> oh, dude it's not it's, our I No, it's, it's just serious. really
3: funny. It's just like each week it gets like more aggressive when you're just like, I fucking hate this. <laughs>
2: it's not that I hated it. It's that I disliked it enough for me to say something about it. Like I didn't hate it. I still gave it a star and a half. I could've I could have buried this like you know, something else, like Scott Steiner test, but I didn't. I didn't. Because Mommy. Taz dumped people on their heads yeah. and it made me pop. Yeah. Um, so, Casey, would you go?
3: It took me longer to write the notes to this than the match was, because I wrote down move. I wrote down move for move the the match. Oh, it's man. a couple of right, uh, lefts and rights followed up by a power bomb. This is all. This is all pit bull number two to Taz. Yeah. So, uh, followed by a power bomb, spinning heel kick, top rope shoulder block.
2: That's two been count. Heel kick, I thought. It was so far off. Oh, it looked I watched up. it and I was like, oh, this is the shit. <laughs> you like, watch the crowd stand that
1: this dude in the front's
2: like, oh spinning.
1: Oh. Damn. damn. He's like, take a seat. <laughs> Fuck it. So, I hate
3: this. So it's the spinning heel kick, the top rope shoulder block, a two count. Then there's a belly to belly Tazplex, a T-bone Tazplex, Taz mission. That's the entire match. Yeah. Like it's it was the weirdest thing. It no, wasn't even minute. like it wasn't it was like even, a minute, thirty. minute I think it was like a minute 29, if I remember from the other week. <laughs> it didn't
2: week. even make the 90 no, second mark. No, it market. didn't
3: make the full, the full 30, I don't think. But like, it was weird because it wasn't like Taz no-selling it. It was just like, all right, get your it didn't shit in really, it, it, it didn't like not affect him, but it wasn't like his, like where he's like gotten thrown and then he pops right back up again. It was that's just like that's what he
2: was gonna do after that fucking spinning heel kick. Cause right, like, shit. It was Because so he basically, bad.
3: it's a two count. I don't know what Pitbull number two was going for, but he basically gets countered into the belly to belly tazplex, and then we go home. Like it's the weirdest fucking thing. Oh. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I was so just flabbergasted by how bad it was. I did forgot to rate it.
2: Rate it right now off the top of the head. Yeah, right
3: now, Honestly, we'll give it that's a start.
2: I know. I That's a start. I want a star in a quarter. Okay. Oh, we're It was, high, Mike. It was, it was whatever. It was fine. It, we, we no, you're not on. high.
1: I think that the what happened after the match took me even lower. Because it's like, okay. this match didn't feel like it was supposed to be here. And then now, the shit that happens next is just like, oh my god, get the fuck out of here, dude. Send you gotta
2: it. give the people what they oh. want. And they want Taz dumping people on their heads. That's what Dump. people wanted. Dumping that Sabu people on missing their heads. springboards. Like, that's what they wanted. If Taz isn't
3: um, is giving people CTE so like, and, not, and making them black out, those are the two yeah, things then, you need. S- and then want. Sabu's
2: giving himself CTE by missing <laughs> the springboards. Like, that's what we were watching, you know what I mean? Like, that's where we were at. Um, post-match, Taz hits Pitbull number one with a pump-handle Tazplex just for getting in the ring. Like, literally, he got in the ring and just dumped him.
3: For your troubles. Um, yeah.
2: The audio on Taz's promo is horrendous, but there was an F-slur chant in the crowd. And he tells Mr. Wright, if he steps in the ring that Taz will show him the difference between being cum drunk and punch drunk. That's really all I got. Then Taz beats up a security guard, shoot style, and Paulie is shouting for them to roll something pre-recorded from the, product- Literally from the production. Literally is bill.
3: choking out a security guard and they're like, for the love of God, fucking play something out. Move he's on! Like, he's like, I'm trying insane. not to get sued. <laughs> it goes on for like 45 it. seconds.
1: And did then we get the get... uh, Spike Dudley and um,
3: Bam, Bam Bam Round Bam 2 Bigelow
1: toss to the.
2: Twice. The he did it two times. This, this is
3: the second time that he throws him. Yeah. So we, we yeah, covered the him being thrown.
2: Him.
3: Yeah, this is this is like on an actual ECW television taping. And yeah. he actually gets caught and they crowd surf him around. Surf him. Yeah, because the
1: first time up, he... you get it, they, the motherfuckers just moved. They were like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> this
3: is he uncle. dumps
2: him... T- did y'all not see him dump twice in this? He gets thrown twice in this promo.
3: He doesn't get thrown Did y'all only the see cr- one time? They they don't show him get thrown to the crowd t- um, more than once. Dude, On he the gets Peacock thrown version. Toward,
2: he gets thrown toward hard cam, and I don't think he made it. I think he I just think hits he the barricade. Um,
3: I mean, Bam a, a strong motherfucker, but that's gotta be tiring. Like He does
2: it later! <laughs> <laughs> the psychopath. Um... Yeah, so, uh, old footage of, of Bam Bam Bigelow and little Spike Dudley into the crowd, and this time the ECW faithful catch him. After Bigelow defeats Dudley, the crowd is chanting one more time, and Bam Bam tosses Spike into a different part of the crowd. Jesus. Uh, this turns into a weird, um, a weird promo for the main event. Uh, they, they, like, zoom in on Bam Bam's face, and he's looking like Roberto, like Bobby Boucher's dad, for a little bit of this. Um, it's, it's very odd. Uh, <laughs> Bam Bam is the heavyweight or the ECW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Vince McMahon hates Shane Douglas and Eric Bischoff hates ECW. Are shown flashing on the screen. It was just a bizarre thing. I don't know if y'all saw it. uh, If it was on the Peacock, but I
3: think they like they show Spike getting geated and then it kind of cuts to like how Bam Bam becomes champion.
1: No, it cuts to like a Bam Bam vignette of like, but he's just saying I'm going to destroy Shane Douglas, right? We lost. That's what I saw.
2: God damn it! Ethan's gone forever. um Yeah, it, this was just weird, man. Like I wish I could yeah, explain you know, it, but it—it it uh, was all over yeah. the
3: fucking place. Sorry.
2: Oh, hey, hey, bud. Hey. You, you disappeared. Welcome back. No,
0: I said somebody was at my back door.
2: oh uh, <laughs> well. We Got to find out who's creeping on the house. Um. Yeah, it, I'll send you a screenshot of what he looked like, and y'all can tell me if he looks like Roberto from Rob- uh, The Warner Roberto, Bo- Roberto. Roberto. Uh, it's, it's a doozy. It's something. Um, then we get— your daddy. <laughs> it, dude, When I tell you, you're going to see it and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, then we cut to the ring, and, like, there's already everybody out for— uh, The this.
3: FBI is cutting
2: a promo, and— Who was the- cutting the promo?
3: Shut up. The, the Don. Because it, it was Tracy Smothers and Nunzio or are, are the competing Little members. Little Guido,
2: buddy. Get it Nunzio right. Nunzio,
3: motherfucker. It always will be that. I don't remember who the Don's name is, but he's just referred to as the Don throughout the
2: match. No, he I had like this weird, weird southern Italian accent. I he, didn't know what was happening.
3: Because he's not Italian. Yeah. It was one it's of my favorite things. Guy. I,
2: I this FBI a the guy. was... Uh Full Blood
1: Italians was originated in like '92 or '93, and the original members there was only one Italian dude in it. It's a jab at Italian Yeah, it's it, not it's like.
3: Is tra- it's not Tracy, like Tracy Smothers isn't Italian? Is he? Like, no, no. <laughs> like it's all. He's the wild all all boy, man. I'm just like he's not yeah, even close to work. being. <laughs> not even close yeah. to being Italian.
0: I'm just happy I got to see Tracy Smothers here. God, it's the, the best, all.
3: dude. I, I I I thought I was in the what same boat on that one. I was like, yeah, it's Tracy Smothers. And then I just remembered Chris Hero's, uh, like, his acceptance speech on behalf of him for, like, the yeah. Independence Hall of Fame, and it's the fucking greatest thing. Yes. But then you get them cutting a promo, and then literally out of fucking nowhere, Devon comes into frame. And they take the microphone, and then Joel Kirtner I I have the promo written down. Ah, uh,
2: yes, I do too. Oh, um, God. The, the cutback from the ring was very sudden and unexpected. Uh, it, I just felt like they lost traction here and didn't really know what the hell to do on the broadcast. They were all over the place. Like a bummer. Um, Devon had the best type of heat in 97. He touched a mic and they were chanting, Fuck you, Devon. Fuck you,
1: Devon. Multiple times.
2: It's not, not like Bubba, this. it
1: was only a one
2: time. Throughout. Like Bubba Ray could never. Thing. Um, we had. A, what a marvelous night for an evening. <laughs> Which Joey Styles responds to, What? 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 Uh, that was said by the quintal, quintessential muff stuffer. I mean, stud muffin. Just like Rubik's Cube, the more you play with it, the harder it gets. Joel, <laughs> so big it's hard to keep from Hurtner. Gertner. Gertner. I'm not on
0: this podcast.
2: <laughs> what a mess.
0: My name is Ethan and I'm not here
3: right
2: now. <laughs> oh, <Joel Gertner. laughs> a what a mess. piece of shit. <laughs> I just started with what a marvelous night for an evening.
3: Well, well, well.
2: <laughs> it just kept going.
3: The I fucking was fucking best. Uh, this dude.
2: is. I'm officially starting. It's what the the first of February that we're recording this. I'm officially hmm. starting a petition for. I mean, realistically, nine months from now, uh, that Casey be Joel Gertner for Halloween.
3: Okay. Won't be that hard. Oh, Just get a neck brace.
2: And wear like a shitty blazer. Like go to Goodwill and find like a weird suede blazer. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Holy moly. Uh, uh Bubba hits a top rope superplex on Balls Mahoney and Balls legitimately bounces feet off the canvas. Uh um, This
3: fucking it's a four-way dance.
2: What was it called? A four-way dance of death for the ECW tag team. It's the Dudleys
3: versus Axel Run and Balls Mahoney versus the Gangstanas. Were... <sighs> this is the most ridiculous fucking name still. And then uh... the tag champs being the FBI mother's Little Guido and FBI. this is the, the if there is one way to explain why I fucking hate ECW booking, it's this tag match. It's
2: all
3: holy shit. This is the shit.
2: Uh, I didn't hate it so much, but I think I enjoyed it because it it really was ECW. Like what I think about ECW, that's it. You know what I mean? Like there was two matches on this car where I was like, yes. This is the ECW that I remember as like a, a seven-year-old kid.
3: Um oh, ECW is split into two things. It's like some of the greatest matches to have ever happened, and then like what the fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah. And there's no yeah, and <laughs> certainly <laughs> in the latter, not the former, so, right? Like
0: Sorry. This Look. is what ECW what I remember discovering ECW and being disappointed by it. Was watching shit like this. I was like, "Wait, this is what everybody's saying is the coolest shit in the world. What's even happening?"
3: In there's case, so there's so many fucking stutter, step, pauses from everyone in this match because you get the Dudleys in the, the FBI. They're sitting face to face in the ring, and then Axel and and Balls Mahoney slowly climb in. And there's like or Bubba looks over his shoulder, fucking three goddamn times before he gets smacked in the back with a chair. They have like a weird three-way dance of the of the tag teams for a little bit, and then you get uh, New Jack's music, and then it becomes a New Jack it? match.
2: What, what played for y'all? Was it just it's, like Shitty House music? No, it's
3: it's 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 his in the ghetto song. Like it's, it's normally it's his song. This is so, from everything I've ever listened to.
2: The song that played was Natural Born Killers by Doctor Dre and Ice Cube. Yeah. Which John Cronus coming out to that song and it playing for their entire duration of them being in that match that's was every, my favorite thing in the world. Uh,
3: if you haven't was, if you haven't been introduced to a new jack match, that is every single match until he I, is no longer in the match anymore, and that's how the match goes.
2: <laughs> again, let's let's double back to what I said. John Cronus coming to the ring to that song and that playing was everything to me
3: so out of place
2: um they fucking lost their minds when the gangstonators hit the ring in a, fashion- a fashionably late way and of course in typical new jack fashion that song blared throughout the arena during the match until the gangstonators were eliminated bubba picked guido up and like in a gorilla press and like launched him face first into the turnbuckle um and it stunned me. I was like, he's trying to kill this little man. Yep. Um, FBI retained after some shenanigans from referee Jeff Jones. This was so chaotic. I went two and a quarter. Uh, anybody want to throw their rating in?
0: Um, I was torn between two and a quarter. I, I, I'm going I'm to stick with two and a quarter. It was just I, I wanted to give it like a quarter higher because it's like there is some good stuff in there. And this is like vintage ECW shit, but then at the same time, I can't lie, sit here and say that I thought this match was good, it's or not- that I would say, you know, go watch this match, or that I'm ever going to watch this shit again in my life, because I'm not. Um, I'll go two and a quarter, and did FBI retain? I thought Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten won. Mm-hmm. Nope.
3: They FBI retained was- because there was like a ref screw job, and then like the ref was a part of the FBI. It's so fucking chaotic, dude.
2: Okay. It's not the first yeah, time he shows uh, up in this like event. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Cortland, I saw yeah. how angry you looked when I said that I went two and a quarter.
1: You shouldn't have. That's fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> what
2: the fuck are you what talking you
1: about? about? This match deserves nothing more than a star and a quarter. <clears throat> For sure. Um, <laughs> I give... A, I give the extra quarter simply off how ridiculous the no-hand-protected fucking headshots with chairs were. I give a quarter just for that, because they fucking lit each other up. But We're a decade uh, away from
2: CTE being a thing. It I'm, I'm was already a thing. thing. <laughs> I mean, um, a known thing. If, on the rarity, I'm going to go
1: ahead and get this out on the table now, because um, we're going to do a lot of ECWs. I hate new jobs. Um, I have always hated New Jack, especially when I was a kid. I think the dude is a glorified piece of shit. Um, He's not a good human being. We let him use pro wrestling to assault people and just treat people and other people like shit. Um, Fuck that dude. So um, I I doubt I'll ever give a New Jack match above two stars. Um, So I'm very biased when it comes to New Jack. Um, I think that... He's a carnival act that should have stayed in the carnival, um, and I hate that he gets glorified um, because he
0: doesn't deserve it.
2: Cortland just shot on New Jack.
0: I, I don't give a fuck, say.
2: dude. The dude's a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> I just want to say, R.I.P. <laughs> New Jack. I have no hate towards you, brother. Rest in peace,
2: <laughs>
0: Courtland.
2: Uh, Casey, where'd you go on this? Because Court went a full start, <laughs> a full start. It
3: yeah okay lighter. okay so yeah this, there's like there's like the part of New Jack where it's like okay like he would come out for ECW stuff and he would just fucking uh, just beat the shit out of everybody and it was kind of funny or whatever for anyone that's never seen a New Jack match they're all the fucking same he shows up halfway through the match he has a trash can full of shit he makes sure that every weapon in that trash can gets used either on him or on someone and then you might get a dive from like scaffolding onto a table, and then that's it. Like it's it's every match. But then yeah, then you have going past ECW where he literally assaults like a fucking sixteen year old. It's bad.
2: That was in he ECW. Him, mm-hmm. He stabbed him over
1: like twenty times with a fork yeah. in his scalp. They had to reframe his fucking forehead. Yeah. And that was, the uh, kid actually, begged him to stop.
2: That was actually and before then, the. Years and then you got covered. the other
1: one. Where the kid said that he didn't he didn't know how to blade yet, and he said you can trust me, and he literally ripped him from above one ear to the other, across all the fucking way. Like the dude is he's he's just not a good human being. Uh, I'm sorry to anyone who loved him, or if you ever see any of this stuff, and you're upset about what I said, but like you should be upset that you supported that dude um, because that is not a good human being, he's not a good representation of pro wrestling um, that's all I gotta say about that you wanna do like deathmatch shit do deathmatch shit, do not fucking harm people for the sake of your own entertainment
3: he was coked up brother, <laughs> probably um, I mean, honestly his like
1: gimmick is bragging about the fact that he murdered yeah legitimately yeah. murdered someone, like that's half of your gimmick, like are you fucking for real?
2: Casey, what'd
3: you give this match? A uh, fucking flabbergasted too? Like, I was so confused by the end of this that, like, I didn't even know, like, what to properly give it. I was just like, like, this match was all over the fucking place. Like, I didn't two's... A single tag. Well, I mean, it's ECW it, rules. Th- that yeah, that I happens. bait each other's asses. I think the biggest out. problem is that there's... Uh, it's ECW. Like, like nine I, times out of ten, there is an <laughs> attack in there. Like, Dude, but like,
1: like the, you, Bubba, Bubba wasn't even in the match for like ten, like uh, ten minutes, and he gets a pinball And I was like, "Where the fuck?
3: Where did he come?" Bubba's from? fucking three hundred and sixty yeah. pounds. He's fucking winded two minutes into the match. Like,
0: yeah, and then Big Big Dick Dudley showed up. Big yeah. Dick's in there, Dude, that's the awkward as he's match.
3: he's in the match, awkward as fuck. The Don makes his appearance, awkward as fuck, like multiple times. It is so goddamn chaotic. I'm not <laughs> that
1: Big Dick spot. Was the best spot of this match, but Joey Styles calling the big dick spots are the best spots in this match because he just everything that big dick did, he would always make dick puns and dick jokes. And eventually, towards the end of them, he was like, How many dick jokes can I make? Yep, (laughs) (laughs) it popped me big.
3: Yeah, this this was exhausting to get through,
2: yes, Mm -hmm. and I'm tired of talking about it. we got Tommy, Dreamer, and Bueller McGillicuddy uh, sh- being shown arriving to the arena. Tommy's work in the event hurt and says that Rob Van Dam is going to feel what the revolution is all about. <laughs> okay. We then, get a, we then get a pre-tape promo for, uh, for Dreamer versus Rob Van Dam in a flag match. Uh, then we cut to Joey Styles, who was supposed to be interviewing Shane Douglas and Bam Bam Bigelow for their main event match, but both men declined doing the interview. Uh, then we Whoa. have... The flag match. Uh, we get Tommy Dreamer versus Rob Van Dam in a flag match. Van Dam comes down to a shortened version of Walk by Pantera, which soon's be- uh, soon becomes his trademark song. The audio dipshits in the back played Enter Sandman like for like 20 <laughs> seconds and then <laughs> yeah. turned it off, and the crowd was so fucking mad, uh, like furious. Um, I meant to hit track seven, not track oh, six. Then best. you had Dreamer come out to "Man <laughs> in the Box" by Allison Chains, and the crowd is kind of booing him, but kind of not booing him. It was very interesting because that song is sick. And like how that song is very sick. That riff um, is great. can't boo the it's song, can't, can't boo the pain. man. Uh, Rob Van Dam beats Dreamer's ass for the first few minutes, and just as Tommy's gaining the upper hand, a whole bunch of fuckery happens with Bill Alfonso and the refs, and it's just a lot. Uh, it felt super overbooked with all the interferences, but the crowd was mega hot throughout this. Uh, the Can-Am Express, Doug Furnace, and Phil LaFon try interfering, but Dreamer kicks them off the apron and turns around into a super kick from a returning Stevie Richards. Uh, Van Dam hits a five-star frog splash on Dreamer, like, through, like, a, a trash can. Yeah. I, that spot never makes sense to me, because you're just going through a trash can. Um, uh, but he picks up the win. Um. Uh, Ethan, would you go on this? Oh, Is there um, anything that I missed before we get to the post-match, I'm sure?
0: I I don't think so. I mean, I kind of like this match. Um, there's the overbooking stuff at the end, but for the most part, I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, the... One of the less offensive things on the show, because a lot of the stuff was just... So in-your-face bad. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go with two and three-quarters, um... I thought they worked a the little stip, stipulation well. I mean, this was like during the WWF versus ECW, kind of. Is that like the story they were going with, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was fun for what it was. Bill Alfonso had on a Monday Night Raw hat, which I thought was I want funny. that hat
3: so bad.
0: Yes. Me too. Um, that shit looks awesome. awesome. I mean, they had good spots here. Um, It's not anything amazing, but two and three quarters, a solid little spot fest. This is the kind of ECW overbooking that I can handle You know it's just enough where it's like Okay this is kind of crazy anything can happen Kind of crazy dumb shit So it was just enough to not fucking Throw me over the edge so Yep
3: yeah. Casey um, I just I just want to throw it out there that every time that Rob Van Dam and ECW Gets Rob Van Does the spin kick during The damn part of his name is one of the Greatest fucking things any wrestler does for their for their being called. Uh, it's so fucking clean. I love it so much. Um they make note that Dreamer has a separated shoulder and he's also working with like a fractured heel I think. Heel. So he's wearing a boot. Yeah. Um when they make note of the separated shoulder, I wrote Dreamer's moveset doesn't require him to have shoulders. So does it really matter? Cuz he really can't fucking wrestle. Um, <laughs> He can't name me one back to back
2: segments with y'all shooting on these motherfuckers, dude. What's happening?
3: Dreamer has seven moves, and most of them are him lazily picking someone up and dropping them on their nuts on a barricade. That's fair. His finisher is a fucking DDT, and it's not even a good one.
2: Yeah, um, I can't
3: argue. <laughs> RVD also sells one of the best fucking pile drivers. He he's the whole reason why I continued to watch this match. It's oh, I gave it two and a quarter. Fuck.
0: Yes, he did. That was one of the things.
3: He oh, takes God, he a pile drive. Like the pile driver happens, and he literally shoots like three and a half feet off yeah. of the air, like from his net. It's fucking insane.
2: But yeah, and, the crowd big too. Man, they loved it.
3: I've never seen someone. Get, I've never seen someone get that high before, and I've seen that clip a thousand times. <laughs> it's mind-boggling to look at. Oh yeah, two and a quarter. Uh,
1: I gave this match two and a half stars. Um, small stuff about this match is really good. Um, it's mostly all RVD. Uh, actually, it is all RVD. Uh, RVD does a pin that is like the whole like lackadaisical pin where he's like just like drops his back onto him. And for the rest three count, he's like one... Two, and then he kicks out and he was like, oh, well, fuck D. And
3: he, like, screams <laughs> D. <laughs> he already awesome. the fucking best, um, man.
1: Yeah, so, like, he's, a there's a spot where he's on the apron, he's about to do the, uh, like, leapfrog leg drop, right? And, uh, there's a fan that's like, uh, Rob, fuck you, and he stops, like, mid-leap, and he's like, looks out, and he's like, this is for you, fuck you, and then he does it, and then he flicks him off, in air, while he's in the leg drum like, <laughs> and you barely see it it's like, <laughs> like he just falls my oh, man that's fucking great shit um Bill Alfonso is such a fucking piece of shit um love seeing Tommy Dreamer get beat up by a group of people uh, makes me excited
3: like gives him. me hopes for the future there wasn't a lot of whistleblowing in this match.
2: There was so much whistleblowing. Was
3: there? I think I've tuned it out by this point. I didn't point. really hear
2: it. Yeah, I, oh, I didn't my it God. I wonder <laughs> if we have two different audio feeds. I couldn't hear Joey Styles at times because he oh, was, right. like, oh, eh! was like, uh, honestly, I'm fucking dying.
3: Honestly, I think at this point I've watched so much ECW that like my brain just automatically is like, you don't have to hear that anymore. Like, it's you're safe.
2: The, <laughs> the whistle's a part of it. Yes. Uh, I did I did a two and three quarter rating as well. Ethan, I see you up there. Uh, I thought it was fine for what it was. It was a little too long. Overstayed its welcome a little bit, but whatever, man. <laughs> Got to get the homegrown talent going. Uh, keep in mind that RVD at this point is only 26 years old. That's insane to me. You yep. want to talk about look, overstaying? He don't look
0: it's... much, different, to, don't oh, look much different today either, does he? He's starting nope. to age a little
2: bit. But... He's starting to. Uh, he's wearing like, these shitty little round glasses, and I'm like, you look like fucking John Lennon. Stop that shit. Oh, wardrobe. I know it, I know it, I know it. It's bizarre. I just uh, love how, how like, matched...
3: aggressively perma-high he is now. Like,
2: Always. Like... He, he's burnt himself out. It's over for
3: him. <laughs> like, you look at him, and you get, like, a contact high, like, through your phone. You're like, what the fuck? God.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. His wardrobe has to smell a certain certain way, dude. Like, all of it has to have a certain stench to it. Yes. Um, post match they all beat the shit out of Dreamer Sabu comes down and clotheslines Beulah uh, they're stomping Tommy out until Enter Sandman starts playing throughout the arena has anyone else ever gotten over with their theme like Sandman did there was one person that came to mind for me one but it's not even like he did it it was a crowd that did it and it was Fandango, Fandango Yeah. but like, that's the only one I could think of
3: honestly yeah what's still impressive is that uh, for almost a solid minute every time Sandman's it, song starts, you don't fucking see him.
2: Yeah. He like, lets stum- it play for a
3: while, and then he kind of like stumbles out like, oh, hey, I'm here.
2: Did anybody see the gut that Sandman was rocking? Oh,
3: oh. Holy
2: shit, he's eight and a
3: half months dude. pregnant at this point. Dude.
2: <laughs> it that was shit was
3: about to... obnoxious.
2: It
0: was about to pull him down, dude. He, <laughs> to
2: he had to lean forward. <laughs> oh. Dude. There was a moment where I noticed that he had a gut, and it was the same moment that we noticed the kid in the se- like in the crowd with the sign
3: that Ooh, was WWE. Yeah. I acknowledge it,
2: which was "women wimps" and a bad word that I will not say. A
3: homophobic podcast. slur that a a, hom- f- a fucking He's- like literal like ten year old is holding the sign.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're talking, and his dad's like- <laughs> right beside him, like
3: kid's got a cast yeah. in one hand a homophobic slur in the other and he's like
2: fuck ass and man yeah. this kid is like an old 8 a young 10 like he's in between those you know what I mean like that's like the best that I got uh, he was held he back is, in second grade a,
3: four times
2: he's got a mullet I'm sure that that white shirt he had on had like chocolate milk stains like I'm sure it was just a mess It's probably Uh,
0: Sullivan.
2: uh it probably oh, was <laughs> <laughs> um we get Sabu versus Sandman, and this was a mess. I wanted
3: to say, this was... so from the entrance to when Sabu does his dive to the outside to cut the music, it is four minutes to the T. It is exactly a four-minute long intro. It is still the longest fucking thing I've ever had to sit through.
2: My notes are this. This was a mess, so I'm just going to make note of the ridiculous shit that stood out to me. Sandman's leg drop on Sabu's neck through a table that is really just Sandman crashing through a table because Sabu didn't really go through it. Uh, Sabu's springboard leg drop thing onto Sandman through a table that didn't suck ass. Sandman hits a top rope suplex on Sabu onto a ladder. Sandman hits a shitty flipping senton from the ladder inside the ring onto Sabu through a table on the outside. Uh, Sabu's top rope Arabian face buster with a fucking ladder for the victory. Hold on. This was... (laughs)
3: You're giving that senton way too much credit. He just falls off the ladder <laughs> <laughs> and his there fucking is. gut projectiles. It, was, it, just,
2: yep. it pulls it forward. Mm-hmm. It was a mess. Uh, this was far too long and far too ridiculous. It was exactly what I remember e- like thinking ECW was. And for that, I loved it. I gave it a star and a quarter. It was dog shit. (laughs) I adored it. I thought it was.
1: I loved it.
2: Listen, man, you acknowledge it for what it is, and you move on. Hot dog Uh, shit.
1: I loved it. Star and a quarter.
2: Courtland, what'd you go on it, man? How'd you feel about it? How disrespected uh, did you feel after watching this for... Oh, my uh, God, dude. For I 20 minutes like, and 55 seconds? Oh, man. I don't know why
1: I agreed to do ECW shit. Um, <laughs> this
2: is your idea. I
1: enjoyed, I know. I know. Wasn't it? Because I thought it would be something that I could shit on, and everyone could make fun of me for, like, shitting on it. But, like, at some point, we all got to grow up and be like, this is the shit. Um... And this is one of those things, man. uh, I believe. Let me check. I believe I gave it two stars flat uh, because they risked their lives easily five times each in this match.
2: Um, (laughs) I'll bump it to a star and a quarter for a star and a half. I'm sorry, I gave the same
0: rating twice. (laughs) Sandman risks his life every day he woke up in
2: 19. Dude,
0: that that spot
1: well. So, for people, you don't have to go back and watch it, okay? Please don't. Uh, But if you decide to, there is a particular spot where everyone knows that Sabu, like, sets up the table in between the apron of the ring and the guardrail. Now, this table that he places Sabu on is already broken.
3: The second Sabu's ass touches it, it, it warps downward. It's
1: already bowed, right? And there's a ladder in the ring. And Sandman decides, I'm just going to climb it, right? And you think he's going to, like, put his legs around the ladder and be able to, like, be on the side that he's jumping to? He's like, nah, fuck it, dude. Leapfrog. And I mean, like, literal. He's, like, two steps from the other side from the top, right? And he just front flips with his hands on the ladder for momentum. The ladder slides about half a foot. And he comes inches, and I mean inches, from his head smacking the apron, because of course,
2: dude, you're. Did they a give you a close-up? Idiot. On that? Did they give you a close-up shot on that, or was it hard, just like the hard cam?
1: They didn't. It was, I only They had... played it back at the end of the match. They play oh, okay. it back with like the side view from the apron. Yeah. I'm
2: gonna be completely honest with you. I did he this thing where head I sat there and and fine. skipped every ten seconds to see until we saw like. A table spotter, and I rewound it, and then I watched that. It. it was 21 minutes. I was up against the clock, fellas. I had to get on this podcast and do it. I was racing against the clock, and this was the one that I could trim the fat on, baby.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um There is a scary spot, though. Uh, Sabu drops a ladder on the back of Sandman's head, and it creates a oh, he hell just of dr- a
0: crash.
2: He just dropped uh, it,
0: too. He
1: was like, yeah.
2: all right, well.
0: That, that, shit, that Dude, shit's just, a boo-boo for sure. Um, this whole match was that just shit tossing, tossing things, falling, and just so happened to be through a table. None of it looked like execution. It was just like, oh, Sandman ended up on a ladder. He's going to tumble off and put Sabu through a broken table. <laughs> luckily, luckily,
1: they both fucking walked out of there because so that barely. shit is fucking I don't, chaos.
3: I don't know if anyone caught it, but almost, like, within, like, the first spot of the match, uh, San, uh Sandman Sandman's... Sandman's... Awesome. Sandman, like, basically, I think he, like, fractured his wrist. He's, he's working this whole match with one arm, because he can't physically move one of them, because every time he does, he's just grasping it, and he's like, oh my god, like, wow. you can tell he's, like, in pain, he's like, that fucking hurt, and then every time Sabu saw him do that, he kicked his fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> was, like, you can tell, like, Sandman was, like, legitimately, like, yeah. ah, that fucking sucked, and Sandman was, like, target. Like, <laughs> fuck you, pal. What an asshole.
1: <sighs> oh, man. I mean, even there was, like, a broken fragment of a table, and they set it up on the apron, and, like, it's, like, 60% of a table, right? It's just missing that leg in piece. But, like, it's still broken in half also, for like this just a fragment of the whole table it's still broken and this he <laughs> Samu just throws Sandman and Sandman tries to like do like the apron spot where you like kind of just like flip right and he hits it and the table fucking slides and he just lands like all neck and shoulder just like upside down feet like over his fucking head and I'm like you fucking scorpion you're a fucking idiot like of course that didn't
3: work this is such What's a this, fucking, this, chaotic this fucking chaotic match is-
1: oh Completely upright. Like, what are we
3: doing? Then they—it was like it was oh, the dude. half of a table that still had a working leg, and they set it on one of the folding chairs oh. from the crowd. So it was like oh. a makeshift table. <laughs> dude, what the it was fuck so was this dumb. match? Ethan so texted dumb. me
2: and said, "Hey, how much of this do you have left?" And I was like, "I sent him a screenshot. I was just at the Just Incredible and Mikey Whipwreck one." And he was like, "Oh wow, well, you have a lot to go. Keep in mind." A lot of people shit on a match that's on this card. Like you'll get to it, and I want to say that this had to have been that match.
0: Oh yeah, it was. It Thank was. God. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, I read reviews from like 2002 where grown men got so mad about this match. They were like, "This is not professional wrestling. <laughs> this is just not wrestling, and I'm not rating it." And I was like, "Guys, these are two literal like dumbasses falling
3: They're around
1: fucking tables." But I'm telling what do
3: you, respect. I stand I mean, by i stand by my statement of that sandman is just a fucking drunk uncle that peaked in high school and he just does stupid shit to make people happy like none of it makes sense it's all cluster fucked. i wrote down i was like i think it's true i think sabu has broken more tables setting them up he breaks legs on tables all the fucking time i think he's done that more times than he's actually gone through tables though
1: yeah, because he so... he like tries to open the table so fast that like snaps the leg, and he's like, "Fuck!" And then he puts it in the corner, yeah. and then he and then he's the one that takes Dude. the spot, and then he Dude. always lands upside down. And I'm like, "Dude, you Dude. only have like maybe ten more neck bumps before Dude. your body's gonna be like this zit." Little did you know he had years to go, <laughs> he had um, decades. Ethan, Ethan, let you give this. Years. We now, still let him go all the way to One Night Stand 06. They on, for some reason, red.
0: people for some reason still book him on WrestleCon against the Lucha Brothers and think it's gonna be a good match. I'm like, it's not. Did y'all see no, that a few years ago?
3: No. Oh god,
0: I, I would not have you, gone man. out of my way. <laughs> Fucking RBD and Sabu versus Lucha Bros. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking ass. God.
3: What did you give this, Ethan? Dude, I
0: don't know. What was this? Right, let, me be, let me be one of those guys on the forums and 2 This wasn't wrestling. I'm not rating this match. I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read
2: you a small excerpt of this of this match. I'm excited. This match was so bad. I mean, you know how they say words can't describe how bad it was? Well, they can. Terrible, <laughs> awful, horrible, unwatchable, boring, repetitive, amateurish, pointless drivel. How's that? I think Sandman flips upside down after a whip because landing on his head softens the blow. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this?
0: Who wrote this?
2: This was Our uh, new Scott, Scott Keith from 2002, which is why I clicked on it because I thought this was going to be the, it's not wrestling. He did say, <laughs> <laughs> here's the rating that he gave it. Uh, he gave it. Um, N-R. This was without a doubt the worst match of the year and was not only bad to watch, but a detriment to the sport <laughs> in general. Dud <laughs> But only because I don't give negative stars.
3: Jesus.
0: You know what, fucker.
3: Oh Good. I did write that this was 18 not minutes that. too long. And uh, uh one and three quarters is all <laughs> it can get, cause fuck it. I don't I don't know.
1: It's kind of a shame, right? Because, like, the two of them have been in good matches. I just don't think that they've ever been in a good match against each other. This other yeah. one says... They just, it just... The styles clash way too
3: much They for they me to give a shit. They need about. a babysitter. In the match, someone's love. gotta hold yeah, their okay. hand to be like, "I need you to go here. I need you to do this." Yeah, well, and, exactly.
0: I love the way they started the match with Sandman getting on the ladder and then Sabu coming out of nowhere with the dive. That was one good thing, bro. Him yeah. cutting because, yeah. like I said, yeah.
3: I, I it's it's a it's a gimmick at this point. I'm gonna time every single time every one of his intros because they take seven and a half minutes, and then him cutting it with that dive. I was like, "Thank Christ!" Like <laughs> yeah, I said it on one
1: of our last pods. I was like, "I don't want to hear if." We when we covered W.E. again, I don't want to hear shit about Undertaker's entrance taken to because dear fuck Sandman's entrances take four motherfucking ever My,
3: and mind you, that was four, m- that was four There's minutes no on the tricks. dot, four minutes on the dot from just the entrance to the first side of the ring he does all four sides before he gets in the ring normally, we got to one side and it was four fucking minutes
2: This This um, as you get to the finish here, it's like uh, Sabu puts Sandman back in the ring and the leg drop on the ladder for Sandman from the top, which is enough for three. Winner, Sabu. Losers, the rest of humanity. (laughs) (laughs) So there's your ratings. Uh, Um, I'm upset that we, we spent this much time on it.
0: Me too. Dude,
1: it's, it's a fucking spectacle. How many tables are broken in this match? A hundred. How, dude. How many ladders? All of them. Do, or do they just drop on each other? It is I'm a fucking... I'm not saying anything else.
3: Yeah, <laughs> just a sweet-ass Home else. Depot <laughs> ladders. What going to say,
0: Let's move on to this main event, because I think we're all going off.
3: Well, hold on. We We're not just there what just yet.
2: Why not? Fine.
3: We've got... We've got a Taz with a bunch of fucking tobacco in his lip cutting a promo.
2: I do not have that.
3: He, I don't Yeah, so on the Peacock version, it that clusterfuck ends and then Joey Styles is getting ready to like cut to the main event and Taz is up there with him and he's like, you're not supposed to be here and Taz with a fucking entire lip full of chew cuts the sloppiest fucking promo being like Bam Bam after you win. I want to face you for the time, like, he's like, he's like, I want to face you next.
1: Like, he, like, says where, he's like, at living, uh, wherever, the, uh, living dangerously or whatever the hell events next.
3: Yeah. And it's all <laughs> lispy so and shit, because he's like, clear as day. He's got this, like, fat pack of chew in his fucking lip, and I'm like, why are we doing this? But that yeah, happens, like, and then, and then like- we get to the main event. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he like hits Joey with the mic in his chest, and he's like, "Here, do your damn job." And then he's like, "All right, living dangerously." Pay per Are you serious?
2: Yeah, literally, he's like, he's like, mine Jesus literally Christ. cuts from Sandman in the ring on one knee with a, a like with his uh, little cane, his mm-hmm. little Singapore cane, to a wide shot, and then we go straight into the main event.
3: Oh, weird! Does oh, it, weird. Do you do you get the promo like of them like recapping Shane and Bam Bam?
2: I got that earlier. Was that
3: earlier? I don't remember if that was right now. It's such a fucking blur at this point. I don't remember if that was, like, them covering the actual match where he won. I'm
2: going to go watch that promo to see how dog shit it is. But anyway, we get into our main event, which is Bam Bam Bigelow, our ECW World Heavyweight Championship, defending against the franchise Shane Douglas. Casey, how'd this match feel on your body, just out of curiosity? (laughs) Um, I mean, great, he
3: only takes like four bumps in the whole match.
2: (laughs) This was such an odd match because it truly felt like two matches in one. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a long while off the rip, Bigelow was just beating the shit out of Shane Douglas. Like, just whooped his ass. Uh, He eventually has the franchise on a table and goes for his patented top rope moonsault only to be powerbombed from the top rope through the table. Uh, Bam Bam eventually hits a Gorilla Press toss, launching Douglas to the outside onto... Candido I think was on the outside with like security
3: Oh it was Candido and Lance because they were both barred from ringside Mm. They try to come out and then he gets yeeted onto them and then they leave
2: (laughs) Um, Francine hits Bigelow with a crutch and he takes it from her and swings like fucking Barry Bonds (laughs) But she ducks, thankfully. Thank, which God. Would have been, Thank God. Which would have been right. horrifying if she mistimed
3: This it's a wooden <laughs> crutch, and if he connected, there would have been a homicide in the ring.
2: <laughs> because <laughs> he he's, swung with
3: the ref isn't every bit. the ref isn't within swinging distance, but he fucking ducks for his life. He's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> he fucking swings that so goddamn hard. And like at the time, like she's supposed to have like a like a fractured pelvis, or like something. Like she's she's so like,
2: she can't get down.
3: No, she's supposed to be legitimately hurt. She's also wearing like a skin tight like leather dress. Like it's not the combination to have a fucking a three hundred and sixty pound man fucking going for the home run derby. It is not a good combination.
2: Oh, it was. I rewound it a couple times because it was a terrifying spot.
3: Like. He swings, misses her. He takes
2: two steps into it. He's like bouncing on his foot, like uh, Like, he just fucking. (laughs) He swings.
3: (laughs) She ducks. He looks over because the full swing pulls him over to look at Shane Douglas. and goes, "Well, I guess you're getting this," and breaks it on his fucking back.
2: It's so gnarly, dude. (laughs) Like it's dude. (sighs) Um, Bam Bam goes to powerbomb Shane through a table, but Douglas reverses into a belly to belly for the three, becoming the new ECW World Heavyweight Champion. Um, my three only time. gripe here is I Four. hate how fast the ECW refs count in big matches. Mm-hmm. It kills it for me. With that said, I enjoyed this shit. I thought it was a, a silly match. I thought it was a blast and it was fun. And I went two and three quarters on it. Casey, cool. I'm going to save you because I know it's a five-star match for you. <laughs> save you. No, no. Uh, I Ethan,
0: like what uh, Let me pull my rating back up real quick.
2: Um, uh, he's already checked that, out. Yeah, Cortland, what you what you uh, what'd you go on this, bud? Where did it? Go? I went
1: two and a half.
2: Uh, Anything I, that I missed? Um, no, oh, man, not a whole lot. It's
1: just got such a slow build in the beginning that, like, it takes a lot to bring you back, right? Um, the spot at the like just this weird finish situation it just this match felt like it was supposed to end five minutes before it did and then when it does finish it feels like if you were going to continue after that it should have been more than what we Mm. got Yeah, for me um, it doesn't have a whole lot of meat on the bone for me man I love Bam Bam in this though he looks fucking fantastic Shane Douglas is fucking great Um, I actually believe that I saw that this is Shane Douglas's fourth title reign. It's his, third, and his it just, third. It's
3: his third heavyweight. I don't know if he had like a television at the time, like in there. But I he's read. he's it's a like, three time. Yeah. They even call. They even say, "And you're three time world heavyweight yeah. champion."
1: And this is his longest reign. Not to like spoil anything we have going forward, but like this is his last and final reign, I believe, as the ECW champion. It's I think like. So. 400 and some odd days like it's very impressive
2: uh, we're about all of to... the 98 shit we're about to cover is all Shane Douglas <laughs> <laughs> yes, it
3: is. hey man we get one of the we get one of my favorite <laughs> we, we fucking robberies out of this though I don't give a shit <laughs>
2: we get
1: great matches from Shane Douglas in 98 um yeah I don't got a whole lot on this match um just hats off to both of them they sent people home happy um that crowd ate uh uh the title changed. They Ooh. really wanted it to happen. uh Shane Douglas, man. what a fucking pro, and what a pro to Bam Bam for putting him over the way that he did uh that just,
2: was in- it's Shane good shit.
1: Count, so they
3: so he so Shane yeah. is from Pittsburgh, and they are just outside of Pittsburgh. yeah, so that they I honestly feel like if they didn't go Shane, they were gonna have a fucking riot on their right. head because holy shit <laughs> this fucking crowd was so uh, for Shane it was like there's no other bias there I think there was three people in the crowd that would cheer for Bam Bam but like it was like it was not safe
1: um the finish was sick though like the half broken table chair
3: spot. oh yeah it was at this much yeah yeah,
1: uh, yeah it's- <laughs> It's so it's so impressive, dude. That's just crazy. Um, just like the placement of it, like to hit that just right. Oh uh, man, you gotta be fucking risking it all. I feel like, um, yeah, man, it's a good match. I enjoy the end a lot. I love uh, Candino and Storm coming out and celebrating with him and. They're holding his
2: lifeless body up like Mikey Whipwreck type thing. Yeah, like,
1: (laughs) even though his his ass is fucking destroyed, like, he's fucked up. And he's, like, leaning on the bottom rope, and they're like, are you okay? And there's a doctor in the ring, like, y'all should give him some fucking air. Like, he is dying.
3: (laughs) Banda beat the shit out of him for 25 minutes. Actually, (laughs) what his ass. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so, um, I don't have any big gripes about this match other than a really slow build. And like Mike said, it felt like two different matches. And when it could have been finished earlier, you didn't go with it. And by the time you decided to do it, it felt like there was another piece of the story that could have been added to make it feel more important or bigger. Um, but yeah, no no big gripes really about it. So it's a good match. It's a good main went, event. a good title change.
2: It went just over 25 minutes, and I'm okay with it going that long because it is your main event. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Uh, um, Ethan, what you got?
0: Uh, so, her, Casey hadn't given his rating. Mike, Not where yet. did you go
2: again? I went two and three quarters. Cortland went two and a half.
0: Okay, I'm I'm probably going to be the lowest. Although, I have a question before I say. Was Shane Douglas the heel prior to this?
3: Technically, yeah. Gonna... Technically, yeah even uh, uh, Joey makes the comment that if this was in any other arena in the country, they would have been booing Shane out the building. Because Jane it's it's, it's just, he's just a hometown life. fucking hero at this point. That's all like, he's on for. Him. Bam,
1: Bam. Bam Bam has heat in ECW by like ECW purists just because he like went to other places. He went to Japan. He worked for okay. WCW. Yeah. Uh, he worked for WF. And like they just, uh, they always call it like the turncoat chance and you sold out chance. Yeah. 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 But yeah, all technically cool, speaking, huh?
3: Shane is normally the. No matter
1: what heal. Bam Bam did, yeah, yeah, they yeah. never gave him like the real respect he deserved in ECW. I felt like it was too late. Yep. It took him Uh, going through a fucking stage twice for them to fucking be like,
3: okay, yeah, we... Oh, he's hardcore, I guess.
1: Like (laughs) Fucking stupid, man.
3: One of the best, Uh,
1: if not the best, big man workers, and that company just took, super took
0: Bam Bam for granted. What you got? So, I went two and a quarter. Um... I love the idea they wanted to do here cause I love a slow build and I love a big man whooping the little, well, he's not that much smaller than him,
3: but he, so you the, know, the whole he idea. is a hundred pounds lighter, but they're about yeah. equal height.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it looks weird. Um, but I like the story, but at the same time I was like, I've never known Shane Douglas to be a sympathetic baby face. So it seemed weird for them to be putting him in this spot where like, all right, we're going to beat you up for 20 minutes and get everybody behind you so it just like i don't see shane douglas as that so this whole heat period they worked didn't do anything for me i wanted to love it because they did a good job executing it as far as the work goes it was just (laughs) the dynamic of their roles made it where i was like okay it it's confusing like yeah it just felt like a um, an outline and not an actual story they were doing because I don't – like, Shane Douglas is not the sympathetic baby-faced guy. So I was never like, oh, man, I'm ready for him to come back. But the the heat segment from Bam Bam was sick. Um, I just was like 25 minutes, you know. Like, I love the way they did it, though, with the comeback, how Shane Douglas came in and did that spot at the end. I thought that was fucking awesome. Um, so I like I like a lot of stuff about it, but at the end of the day, it's I just – I could never get into it because of the the character dynamics. So I went two and a quarter on there.
1: Yeah, I feel like they definitely could have shaved off four minutes. Four yeah. or five minutes of yeah. this match. A little, Just take out that little piece of, yeah. like, the last false
0: finish and your actual finish, yeah. and you just
1: cut out all or this like, middle <laughs> in-between shit, yeah. and you got a hell of a fucking championship back for you.
0: Or my thing just, that I thought was, you know, instead of just having Shane take the beating, like, he's the hometown guy now that I know. You know, why not have him fire up a couple of times or something instead of. It was just like they or, wanted to draw something
3: like, to him. Or an
0: early fire that gets put out.
3: They, yeah, well, they, they kind of. They had tried it a couple of times where it was like he would get like a move in, but it would just get squashed fucking immediately by Bam Bam. Yeah. And it's just like. It didn't give it I, any time to breathe. Yeah, that's. I think that's like the. But it where some so of so much time. Yeah, that's right. I think so. some of the problems are was like. It's like. I feel like they were trying something that was weird because I almost feel like it was. Shane felt out of place be working a face because he's just not so like yeah. him trying to do the bits but it's like but yeah they like they should have given him a couple of more minutes in, in those little spots to help that grow a little bit but it would be like yeah. a strike and Bam would be like ah fuck you and like hit him yeah. again like
0: yeah. see, it's like I just feel like with that crowd you know what I mean if they would have done more back and forth they could have fucking ruled because the crowd's gonna be behind Shane you know what i mean if they you know they could have got a lot more out of that time if they would have shifted it's just an interesting choice for the way they worked it but
2: casey why'd you go five stars <laughs> no
3: nah, we we're not we're i we're gonna get there eventually it's it's probably coming up soon um i gave this one a three it's I love Bam Bam, so I'm uh, always going to be biased. I don't think there's a Bam Bam match I can rate under three, probably. Because I, 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 I fucking one. love him, dude. Like, Cortland hit the nail on the head. Like, he's a very underappreciated wrestler through all the promotions. I think the most love he ever gets is in Japan. Um, yeah,
2: hundred percent. But like, they're, I'm, they're, gonna, g- I'm gonna legally <laughs> download some of his uh, Japan stuff tonight dude
3: him and Vader as a tag team is fucking insane oh my god <laughs> it's crazy. Once again, Vader you're doing, you, in Japan because remember you have a 360ish hundred pound fucking Bam Bam and then Vader's giant ass going against did, fucking uh, Japanese wrestlers it's fucking insane
0: did Bam Bam work all Japan or New Japan
3: I know he did New Japan, know. but I don't know if he did all Japan. He was—they did quite a bit out there, so it wouldn't surprise I know me. Vader
0: did some all Japan stuff. I just didn't know because they might Kibashi... have. I think
2: Mike's looking. For that. Now yeah, he'll figure he it out. He did New Japan. Was it just New Japan? New okay.
3: Japan. Um. So like, yeah, because I'll, I'll admit that there are faults in this match. Like there are a lot of like missteps and it's it is like thinking about it it is weird to think of shane working a face like a face on this um yeah. what i love the most is that the entire 25 minutes you've got the crowd calling bam bam a lard ass a fat ass a fat fuck that they're going in on him and he acknowledges none of it he doesn't they he do works a Go they, Boy chant. they they do he'll one out of like 15 chance he would look at the crowd and then would just beat the shit out of Shane right afterwards like it was like that was the only acknowledgement was like okay like you you want oh so you want more of this and then he would just go in again and it I honestly liked it Um, I wrote down that the uh, Bailey to belly is the strongest fucking finisher ever um, because that's what takes out Bam Bam I don't understand really? why a belly-to-belly suplex is is a finish at this point, but...
2: Did you just call it a bailey-to-belly? <laughs> yes, I did. He did, he did. That's <laughs> what it is. Right? That's what it is. I'm, I, uh, I'm so baby.
0: nauseous. <laughs> Not to I, backtrack, but I just found fucking Bam Bam-Faced fucking Kabashi and Kawada in all Japan.
3: Insane oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, 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 It's insane I'm fucking, shit.
0: I, I'm gonna go watch it, for sure.
3: There, um just even watching him hit ropes in Japan and watching the whole fucking ring shift is fucking insane. But it was like in
0: nineteen ninety,
3: yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it's a it's a fine match. It had its weird moments in it. Um, I do love watching Shane get fucking thrown on top of Candido with Lance Storm because like that just doesn't seem right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah because <laughs> bam bam's so fucking big um but like this ends up leading to one of my favorite feuds between taz and bam bam so like i'm not mad like it's i get soon. i get two of my it's favorite coming. fucking ma- two of my favorite matches of all time are happening soon and i'm so excited to cover them so oh, like yeah. honestly like even though it's weird and it's a little long like this made up for the clusterfuck prior to it i feel like So, like, we at least didn't end on a really shitty note. But, like, this was... I
1: enjoyed this match.
3: Yeah, this was just... I
1: just wish It would have had something different in it. It felt like it had fire, and then it lost it. It tried to regain it, but it really didn't re-catch that lightning in a bottle, so to speak. But, I mean, they did the best they could. They wrapped it up in a little present. Luckily, they got the fuck out of there before people started hating it.
3: As long... I'm just glad we didn't have fucking Terry Funk... Bleeding to death again. It's <laughs> um,
1: so I let Peacock run after I finished this pay per view because I ran it back again today, uh, and it immediately ran November to ninety eight. Oh god! Which is the Terry Funk incident? Do you remember the Terry Funk incident where he just like comes down to the ring and grabs the microphone from Joey Styles and just like shoots on fucking everyone in ECW?
3: Oh, yep.
1: And like, yeah, and he calls uh calls Tommy Dreamer like a, a no good piece of shit, and like, he's like, uh, they didn't want to book me. He's like so fucking drunk, dude, and he's like, <laughs> he's saying all kinds of shit. Like, um, I tried. Uh, he's like, I practiced. I I learned how to do a double backflip off of the rope for you fans, and they don't want you to see it. And like, Tommy Dreamer was out there, and he's like. He literally, like, tries to push the mic down. He's like, you wanted a lighter schedule. We gave you one. You don't have to be here. You can go home. And he's like, no. And he shows him. and he's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's, so, like, it's so, like, from the heart. You're like, oh, my God. I'm so excited like, to
3: get there in a couple weeks.
1: It's like, I was like, Jesus, fuck, dude. Like, that shit is
3: ruthless. Oh, God. It's good stuff. What? Um,
2: Let me just listen, right? Our next view is Living Dangerously from 1998, which does, in fact, have Taz defending his uh, ECW World Television Championship against Bam Bam Bigelow. So God, we're getting a five-star from Casey. We're officially going to get our first five-star from Casey Van Sickle on the pod. Um, no promises, wanna, but it might. <laughs> I just want you to know what the, the second match on the card is. I'll it's run through the whole two, thing. You yeah, get do Doug Furness... Versus Masato Tanaka. Hell yeah! You, you have Two Cold Scorpio versus Rob Van Dam, and this is the only spoiler I'm going to give okay. you. Okay, it's the longest match by a long shot. I
3: vaguely remember I that match, but it's Van I think Damme a fucking versus, wild one.
2: Van Dam versus Two Cold Scorpio goes 27 minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And it's the second <laughs> match on the card. <laughs> oh,
3: uh, no this match.
2: Is, this is where we no start match, to get after oh, that. Goes at over 14. Not a single match passed. Is this the reason
3: why... Is this the match the reason why we get Two Cold Scorpio in... WWE? WWE, yeah. Yeah, yeah at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because this is when like he started doing... I believe this is a blue tights yes. match. This is a really good match. If I remember correctly, if it's the same one I'm thinking of, th- that is a fucking match.
3: Yeah, because this is yeah, where this- we get the whole thing where it's like they... They want to use Two Cold Scorpio's music, but they can't afford it. So Vince is like, "I'll pay for it if you let us use them on Raw." Like, it's this is where we start to get really weird, like funky background shit.
1: Yeah, which people have used to like create narratives supposedly that like Vince was it the whole time? Yeah, he was doing payouts for ECW because they were in the dump, and then Paul says that he never took a dime from WWE. Vince McMahon says he gave them money.
2: It's a mess.
3: It's a mess. But but I feel like I remember. I feel like I remember. We're not going to be mad at that match, though.
2: No, I hope, dude. Mm Twenty-seven minutes and ten seconds. Don't hate me Um, if it is, but (laughs) we we get a we get a tag team three way dance, which is the Dudley Boys versus um, what Wiki says, the Hardcore Chair Swinging Freaks, which is Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten, and then New Jack and Spike Dudley. Um, We get just incredible with Jason and Nicole Bass um uh, taking Is on that Tommy, the dive Casey taking on Tommy Dreamer
3: This one might be one of them
2: like the one that spikes at the top and he
1: you literally see him tell New Jack yes. I don't want to do this yes. and New Jack literally shoves him off of a I balcony I believe so Yeah, I believe so No way
3: I believe yeah. so Yeah
1: another key piece of how New Jack is a piece of shit Am I going to watch piece- this <laughs> he he him, this now. Fuck he it. fucking shoves him off of a third-story balcony.
2: Yep. We get Dreamer and Just Incredible. We get Bam Bam Taz. We get Sandman Sabu and a oh, Duel and Canes match. Fuck. And our main event is Shane Douglas and Chris Candido versus Lance Ooh. Storm and Al Snow.
3: I'm interested in That's that. That's going to be an interesting I like one. That. I like that. Oh yeah, because um, so which- at this point Landstorm's not in Triple Threat anymore because Bam Bam ends up turning on Taz at, a, at an event in between these two and rejoins Triple Threat again. There's some weird shit that happens. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just story um, for TV until yeah. they can get to a pay-per-view.
2: Yeah, not to give you like bad vibes on it but uh quote very low quality of wrestling on this show which paulie tried to compensate for by throwing everything but the kitchen sink into every match that's what i'm gonna leave it on
3: it's a little disrespectful but all right
2: damn it that's what i'm gonna leave it on. So <laughs> Damn it. that's man. all i got anything you guys want to add before i get us on out of here
1: yeah i want to plug uh a friend of ours who uh helped us out uh W dirty, check it out on spotify he made a small jingle for us uh, good friend from fayetteville uh really nice dude he made a ep called twist of fate uh obviously pro wrestling puns all over it um super cool dude he supports up and over we should definitely support him as we do check him out on spotify app uh, music and all other streaming services that hold music and we strongly thank him for helping us out and getting more content out
2: mm-hmm. for sure um also casey started a uh web store for us yep. up and over com. if you wanted to buy merch we have shirts hats koozies we have fanny packs we have all sorts of things on there i'm still trying to petition for pit vipers to go on there joey Janella style um but if you wanted to pick anything up on there, it would mean a huge deal to all five of us. Um, yeah, I mean, also, that's about We will, it. Be,
1: we will also be uh, on Dynamite every Wednesday, immediately following Dynamite on the YouTube page. Uh, check us out there. We'll be talking all things AEW immediately following the show. Uh, we love doing that. Come hang out in the chat, and uh, we can talk about current wrestling. Which uh, most times seems way better than the shit that I'm watching. We,
2: it's Always. stunning. I feel like in 20 years, this stuff that we're watching live gonna hold up. That's the. Uh, the it's got event. to, man. I hope so. It's got. It. It's, it's such good shit. It's good it shit. Good. Uh, fellas, if there's nothing else y'all want to add, um, the other thing that I want to add is a big fuck Michael Cole. Um, with that said.
1: Oh, send case. Send
2: Pat love.
1: Yep. Send Pat yes. love this week. Yes. Um everyone uh needs uh time to do their own stuff and uh this week's definitely his turn to uh take care of himself, take care of his family. So send him good love and good vibes. Uh solid person to have. Obviously he's extremely missed on this week's episode. Um can't wait to have him back next week.
2: Yeah, not as many smiles, not as many laughs without Patty Mills around. Um, So a lot of love to him. Um, Guys, with that being said, for Casey, for Cortland, for Ethan, for Pat, I, myself, and Mike, we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of the Up and Over podcast. As always, we'll be back next Thursday on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Spotify or on Apple Podcast, please give us a five-star rating. It does help us a ton in terms of being discovered. Uh, share us with your friends, with your family. We do have Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Pod. On there, you'll find all of our social medias from there. Um, holler at us if you have questions, if you want to watch along, if you wanted to uh, toss your perspective. We're always down for conversations. Y'all enjoy our week. We'll see you back next Thursday, and uh, y'all take care.